Welcome everyone to Gabby with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show Binging with Babish. My name is James Nichols and I'm also a huge fan of the internet cooking show Binging with Babish. Binging with Bechamel is a cooking show where Andrew A makes the food from film and television and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 152. Bam! Wow. 152. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 152 is the name of a Taylor Swift song. Is it? I don't know. I don't know anything no, about it's, Taylor Swift. No, I'm feeling 22. Oh. Feeling 152 is pretty old. That probably doesn't feel great. Mm. You ever been 152? Uh, not yet. All right. It was 134 for a short time, but, you know. What Actually, if your I guess age went in a random order? That'd be fun. That would be fun. It's like you Benjamin just, Button, but crazy. Yeah, you just wake up each morning, possibly in the worst pain you've ever been in in your entire <laughs> life. You know? That's right. <laughs> uh, how you doing, James? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing all right. I got uh, I got a haircut, a real honest-to-God haircut for the first time in 13 months. And boy, did I miss that. God, it felt yeah, great. You look great. Thanks, and buddy. And I don't want to... I don't want to ruin anything, uh, but our guest, I can see him on screen as well, and it looks like he got a real haircut, too. I believe he did. And I'm the only one left looking like Yeah, you look like not shit, a dude. You look like Thank you. absolute fucking dog shit. You're sitting Thank around you so boxes much. with terrible hair. You're just, I mean, get it together, John. I have a lot of boxes in my room. We're moving in a couple weeks, and it's just going to get more and more chaotic in my background <laughs> on work calls for the next few weeks. <laughs> Oh God, I hate moving. It's I'm so not jealous of you. It stinks. Yeah, but the 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 prospect of looking at a new room when I've been looking at the same things for the whole year, the idea of like new space is so exciting for me that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like getting into the new place is the best. The physical act of moving is just so horrendous that it's right. nothing is nothing is quite as bad. It's just the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hiring movers this time, which I've never done in a full official like hiring movers, and I feel great about That's going to make life so much better. Just splash that cash, and you will be so happy. Right. I think it's a, a very good use of money. But I do enjoy inconveniencing my friends and making them hate me, so I will miss that <laughs> part of moving. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, speaking of hating your friends, do you want to introduce our oh, guest? Oh, I sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... Mr. Joe Strick. Schizophrenjamin Button. It's a- aging like Benjamin Button, but all over the place is what I, is what Very I came good. up with. Joe, uh, thank I, you for being here. Thank you for having me. I made James help me move uh, when I did the same thing during the pandemic. and uh, I was he, in Georgia. He loved every second of it. He talked the whole time about how he would love to help you do it, Johnny. So, you know, if... <laughs> I, am, I am unavailable, Johnny. Joe also made. I wanted to punch Joe in the throat from yeah, I the, from up. the day before, where he was like, "You know what, guys? Looking at all this, I think we'll be done at two. And I was <laughs> in my head, I was like, "This, you cannot jinx something more holy than saying such than an putting aggressive. an end time on it." We didn't end till like six or seven. Yeah, <laughs> seven I really, fu- I, re- I mean, I really fucked us with the, with the fucking bed frame. That was a big problem, but. Yeah, Listen. that was a bummer. Nothing nothing like working for 45 minutes trying to get one thing out of your last apartment only for it to end up as trash at your new apartment. Yeah. Well, no, that was the um that wasn't the bed frame. Oh, no, it was. That was the um it was the, the pull-out couch. 
the pullout couch. Which the pullout couch we, we ended up trashing. The bed frame for our literal bed uh, just was a goddamn nightmare. We got it up the stairs, realized it wasn't going to fit through the door, took it back down the stairs, deconstructed the whole thing, and then that night Amanda and I, again, after having moved all day and having packed for a whole week, put together that bed because we were like, God damn it, we're here, we're sleeping on our fucking bed, and it was like we each had our separate, like, breakdowns where we got to a point where we're just like i just want to sleep and then we had to like get mad at the bed it was a good time listen moving is fun you love it you yeah, build relationships space, Joe. <laughs> all right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna email the movers and say hey you can actually send two of your guys home because i got some buds <laughs> no 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 Johnny, i'll still pay you the same amount but you send them home and then you take their place so that you can feel the true emotional weight right of taking your shit and putting it in yeah, a new how spot much- Having never uh, splashed on movers, how involved are you? Like, are you, when you hire movers, is it like, oh, I'm part of the team? Or is it like, I sit here and I point at shit and they pick up shit right. and I don't sit touch point. shit? It's Emily has point. used these movers before and said that they tried to like carry a box or two and they were like, they wouldn't let them carry a oh. single box. Do, do you have to pay extra for them to also carry you? And like yeah, probably. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Do you, and when you're doing this, are you wearing like a seersucker suit and maybe like a like a straw yeah. hat? No, I'm actually dressed as Frodo, and I make them dress as Sam, and they say, <laughs> "I can't carry the boxes, but I can carry you." And then they carry me the rest of the way. They can carry you carrying the boxes. It's such a That's more right. convoluted process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I have the boxes and you have me? <laughs> it's like. Sharks, I have an idea for a moving company. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hire a ri- rival moving company to dress as golems, and they try to take the boxes <laughs> and smash them down so you can't get them into your new place. Yeah, eventually you run out of fingers for them to bite off. That's true. Spoiler alert. Ten... Oh, for yeah, sorry. For anyone who yeah, hasn't that's, seen... That's the spoiler alert from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> you know hey, have you seen that movie where Gollum bites off Frodo's finger? <laughs> All right, so I've seen the first. I've seen the first. I don't know, twenty, thirty minutes of uh, Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. I know one thing for certain, and that's that Frodo has all ten of his fingers. <laughs> now I gotta figure that that stays true through the end of the movies. Uh, now to listen to a podcast about YouTube cooking shows. Oh shit! Anyways. And then there's a different guy who has watched all three movies up right until that point. He just hasn't watched the last hour of the third one. <laughs> He's waiting. He's like, let me finish this after my favorite like, podcast. Yeah. Well, they got to Mount Doom. I think I know where it goes from here, right? Frodo <laughs> leaves with all his fingers intact. Ring gets destroyed. A new somehow. episode of Binge of Gavin with Babish. Let me pause this right quick. <laughs> right. As, <laughs> as I watch Lord of the Rings at 7 a.m. On a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> Is that when we release? I, publi- I do 5 a.m. Oh, I publish at oh. 2 a.m. Uh-oh. Really? Now you guys know which ones publish when and who Yeah, yeah. Did so it. stay up and you can find out if it's James or Joe who's responsible for it. <laughs> yeah, we're creating appointment view uh listening. <laughs> yeah. People, yeah. People are really <laughs> knocking down doors to get to this podcast. <laughs> you know when they would do the That's midnight right. releases of Harry Potter books? We do that, but for yep, our podcast. Same thing. Yep. Similar. Uh, are we uh, cooking anything, well, boys? Um I may what have I made? Uh, 
I made chicken stock last week. I talked about that, and I used some of it for. I reduced it down and made a jus that I made with like a white bean sauce with some fish that I got from a local uh, fishmonger around here. <laughs> is that the right word? <laughs> it is I think now technically, but only they can say it. You know? Yeah, it's a fish store. <laughs> <laughs> like a fish uh, R us. It was very good. It was it was modeled after a dish we had on my birthday, and I wanted to kind of recreate it. So I cooked down the chicken stock for like two hours and became this like super thick syrupy jus. And it was really really good with the fish. Oh, hold on! You can't talk. You can't talk about fishmongers and syrupy Jews, okay? It's just <laughs> yeah. not allowed, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, you're really <laughs> telling that most line. syrupy Jew. Who do you think the most <laughs> syrupy Jew was? Uh, probably Lenny Kravitz. Sandy Koufax. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's a two-way tie, Lenny Kravitz and Sandy Koufax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't hit Lenny, Co- Lenny Kravitz's fastball. Lenny Koufax? Been better. Oh, man. Yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lenny Koufax would throw the heat and then just wail on the just guitar. Just strum it on out. <laughs> and his penis flopped out in the middle of a Dodgers game. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um oh. Yeah, I haven't really been making anything too crazy. I'm trying to be super healthy for a month. I have to go. My stupid cardiologist keeps uh, getting mad at me for not being as good as he wants me to be or whatever. Cardiologist Uh, sounds like a perfectionist. For not quote unquote taking the hole in my heart seriously. (laughs) Like, here's the thing about what I this is what I told him I told him I was in a text message chain of a bunch of fat comedians and I'm not as fat as they are and he didn't care he's like yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, it turns out turns out doctors don't care about your false sense of superiority as much as as much as you I'm like no no, but doc you should hear how fat they are yeah but doctor do you you understand that I make more money than all of them I don't (laughs) Doctor, please read how fat these people are. Yeah, yeah. Re- <laughs> doctor, just read what they think exercise is. I mean, come on. They think it's just standing for a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, what are you cooking? Um, nothing really. I don't know. I made a, I made some shredded chicken and cowboy caviar last week, and it was delicious. It was a perfect combination. I was very excited. They were two recipes that I was like, I think these would go well together. And guess what? They fucking did, and I was pretty stoked on it. But it was nothing, nothing complicated like making uh, syrupy juice or anything like that. Yeah. So Johnny, just to refresh this again, how do you make a syrupy juice? Mm-hmm. Uh, step one. Yep. You take a uh, chicken stock. Okay. And you reduce it down until it looks like a Harry Potter goblin. Okay. <laughs> oh. I thought I thought you were gonna say it's just a jus, um that has to have had a uh, syrupy mother. Yeah, I, I mean, I could have said that, and then I wouldn't have had to say the thing about the racist Harry Potter characters. But other no, than but that, hey, it's fine. they're never far from our thoughts. The goblins. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> never uh, forget. That's what. That's they actually. That's what. <laughs> never forget is for. It's not nine eleven. It's, it's it is, the Harry it, Potter it, goblins. Don't you th- think it's weird that at the at the top of the the like in Latin above Gringotts on the way in it says "R B it mocks free." Isn't that weird? <laughs> Okay. I think you've made that it joke on this podcast before. That. I think, I think you have. I think I have. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. I but... really want to. I really wish I was in on that. Pro- the thing is, I uh, in on the production design for the Harry Potter movies because they were like, okay, 
we have these greedy little <laughs> goblin people <laughs> with hook noses. And I feel like they were like, okay, here's what we have to do. We have to just go full bore at it. Because we, <laughs> we need to blast we need to blast through racist and just go go into parody so that maybe they'll think we're in on it. Because if yeah. you, if they just went like subtly and it was just these like vaguely like vaguely Semitic people, it's like, oh, this is worse. <laughs> this is worse somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're just like regularly dressed guys, but they're like kind of swarthy with a lot of chest hair and like a gold chain. Like, this is this is bring back the goblins. Uh, I want the goblins back. I can't remember the book descriptions that well if it's if the fault is with JK Rowling or if it's with the movie production. Like were they pinned I, into a corner? I think it's with I mean I think it's with western society in general that <laughs> that that the, stereotype the of, of Jews. Is, yeah. But I think it's I think it's that sh- that she made the bankers goblins, and I think they just made what goblins tend to look like, which is hunched over, like which is which looking is hook nose things, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, right, uh, yeah. Mm. It, I mean, I, based on what we know about J.K. Rowling, not too big, not inconceivable, of a right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Joe, what have you been cooking? Uh, we made a quiche for meal prep this week. Very excited. I'm going to have some of that. Uh, we got some ham, onion, and peppers in that. Um, and just relevant to this episode, we recently made, um, lasagna soup. So picture lasagna, but now it's a soup. But make it wet. (laughs) I I do remember when we discussed that a couple weeks ago. It sounds good. It's great. It sounds very good. It's uh, it's a tasty, it. hearty meal, and uh, it takes a sandwich, turns it into a soup. The Sopranos. Sopranos. And then uh. Los uh, Sopranos. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Binging with Babish, where this week we're finally taking a look at some of Karm's specialties from The Sopranos, the secret ingredient of which seems to be a layer of basil underneath the cheese. Curious to see how that works out. Today we're making both ziti and lasagna, so we need to make a lot of sauce. I got this recipe directly from the Entertaining with the Sopranos cookbook, so... Uh, The Sopranos, I am a season and a half into right now. The last time we talked about The Sopranos, none of us had seen it, and I think now Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who has seen it. Correct. I have not seen anything. Heard it's this great. Very... Happened like that. This is exciting for me. This is a, a new uh, experience, which is when it's I've rare. seen a thing that you two haven't seen. Uh, the well, Sopranos is very episodes. good. Yeah, it's it's um it's there's a reason that people like it. It's very good. It's very well done <laughs> television. James Gandolfini is, I think he's the only person who could have played that character. He's so uniquely. Uh, like a horrible person, but weirdly charming, and you root for him. Like he's evil, but you root. For, like it's it's just like a perfectly done thing. Johnny, I know seven mil, several million Jersey Italians that would beg to differ <laughs> <laughs> that they could play that character. Yes. <laughs> a- apparently, a bunch of the actors from it were uh, had spent tons of time in prison, and they had mm-hmm. just played mob characters, and then they got on this, and that's there's exactly a, there's what they a, continued to play. I believe there's at least one character from the show who ended up like st- going down again, like after the show, like for more mob activity. Oh, I'm sure. I don't. I don't know I don't specifically, know but uh, yeah, I, I need to watch The Soprano. That and The Wire are, are two shows that I know, and Mad Men. There's a bunch of shows. Haven't seen them. You, you know haven't what? seen any there of those. There have been three? a lot of television shows. 
Damn, yeah. Joe. Well, James, I am almost done with the 40 seasons of Survivor, at which point a God lot of my it. schedule will open up. Oh, yeah. What are you on now? Are you on 39? 37. We're oh, okay. six, six episodes into 37. Your 60 seconds starts right now. We've fallen off a little bit as we've gone on right. because the gameplay has changed so much and we're like... We're, 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 we hit critical mass, I think, but now we're like, well, I want to get to the end to get to the end. And I want right. to get to Winners at War because that'll be a fun season. So You can't get to season 37 and then not go to 40. Right, 100%. And it's like, we might it's as well just interesting, though, this. that you don't like late season gameplay. I love late season gameplay. It is. Yeah. It is only. By season 37, it's only people on the show who are obsessed with the show. So they right. know every intricacy. So it's just chaos. Correct. Also, this season, this season has uh, our our friend uh, Brett Rabel's sister on the show, and that part's very yeah. Fun. Which I didn't know when I watched that season. I only found mm-hmm. out afterwards. I would have watched it differently. Yeah, I watch it uh, judging him. Actually, shout out to Brett. <laughs> Good, uh, James. We can be done, uh, Johnny. I'm done if you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have just under the wire. Minutes. Okay, let's get back to <laughs> Italian food. He's stupid. He's a dumb idiot in this episode. He does some things <laughs> I don't get. Why does he do those things? All can right, just... so let's go through. No, Joey, go. Uh, I just want to say, I think this, in general, uh, this is, throughout this, entirely too much basil. The the amount of basil that he puts into this lasagna had me going, uh, ufa, marron, you know? I was saying things like that to myself. It's a good thing that I let you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Take her away, Johnny. I was just going to start and say, so we go through, and he makes a couple different things. He makes a lasagna, and then he makes baked ziti, and then he makes his version of a baked ziti. So I thought he was going to make his own version of lasagna, too, based on how he starts. Because he starts right off the bat very weird. He makes like a big batch of sauce, and he does a thing that I don't understand, and James doesn't understand, and Joe definitely understands. Uh, <laughs> I made no attempt which, to understand. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Joe didn't care at all. Joe just <laughs> blew right by it. So he, first off, he gets a giant Dutch oven that, again, if I ever get a big kitchen, it would be so nice to have mm-hmm. big pans. I would have two for of those starters, Right. But in this phase of my life, it would be my kitchen. That would it's be a, the it's entirety. a Dutch jacuzzi. Is what that it is. Dutch his Dutch oven would fit over my entire stove. That one, it would. I, right. I would take all four of my burners to heat up that one Dutch oven. Yeah, uh, be a so great he puts all Dutch oil baby. In. That's right. <laughs> uh, or to bathe your baby, hmm. who is Dutch. Yes, and thank you. Uh, <laughs> So he puts olive oil in, then he puts onions, then he puts garlic, starts very standard. And then he says the thing that we don't understand, which is he says, and then at this point in the recipe, it says that I should just put the sausage in at the same time. But I think this is weird. So he takes the onion and garlic out and then puts the sausage in. And then he takes the sausage out and puts the onions and garlic back in, then puts tomatoes in, then puts the sausage back in. The order of it was nonsense. It makes no sense. And it's not like he cooked the tomatoes for an extended period of time before putting this, the sausage back in. Just put the meat in with the, the onions, and then the onions will cook in with the meat. All of that flavor will mix together. And then you just throw in the tomatoes, the tomato sauce into that, and then you're good to go. And it's delicious. So, I've made sauce that way, and it's amazing. I thought what he was going to do, and this would have made sense to me, is if he started with the sausage, browned it up, then took it out so that he could cook the onions and the garlic in the sausage fat and then go about the order. But I don't understand. That, that would make more sense, but what he did makes absolutely no sense. 
Right. So I'd love to. I'd love to have him on the pod. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When we get him on, when we get him on for the 200th episode, that will be Any our first question. Now. Any we'll episode. Hey, remember, do you remember? Do you remember like a year and a half ago when you made? <laughs> he'll immediately what, be like, "No, what, I don't what, remember." What were you that. thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking there? Hey, why, hey. Why so you, why were you just like so stupid? Why did so, you do the stupidest <laughs> thing? <laughs> One thing that that we've figured out in in our podcast, and we're sure that you've figured out in uh, making a YouTube cooking show, is that uh, there's only one way to do anything. So, mm-hmm. why That's did right. you do something wrong with one sauce? Um, Babish, my my question is, um, <laughs> how do you sleep at night? <laughs> With what you did in episode 152 of our podcast. There's there's no way that... Which corresponds talking... with like generally 153 to 155. Yeah. There's, there's no way that us talking to him wouldn't, if not immediately, very quickly get to one of us, probably me, going, Hey, uh, Andy, just thank you again uh, for, for joining us. Why are you such a coward? <laughs> Our tone would have to change so drastically if he did even the slightest flex of "I'm successful and you're not." We have yeah. no leg to stand on. Oh, I would go. I would lean so much harder into ripping him apart. Then I would. I would tear <laughs> oh, down. Yeah, if he tried to like strong arm, I'm like, "Have you met the American people? You fucking piece of shit. We're these are garbage people. You're serving slop to garbage people. <laughs> you're slumming. You're slumming chum. Get out of here." And I would do this. I would do the jur- the J O much to him. And then our next episode is just us apologizing. To him. <laughs> uh, we want to just take a quick uh, minute to apologize to Andrew Ray of uh, Binging with Babish. You might know this uh, YouTube show that we recently accosted uh, when he was kind enough to grace us with his presence. I just wanted to say that I apologize for calling not only him but also everyone in his family a coward uh, and challenging him to fight me in the street for money. So the the, the Gabbing with Babish podcast would also like to clarify that what was said was syrupy Jew and not <laughs> slippery Jew, and uh. <laughs> and we also do not take uh, the Holocaust lightly. Obviously, the <laughs> phrase "arbeit macht frei" uh, carries with it a lot of different connotations. So, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. So the next thing that he does is he finishes <laughs> oh, the right. sauce. Oh, right. We have to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he finishes the sauce, and then he assembles the, well, so he, he assembles the lasagna, and he does it in, like, weird components. So he does the sauce, and then he puts a layer of lasagna noodles, and we had some discussion of whether or not he should shingle the lasagna or do it in a straight, flat layer. Uh, do you want to? Straight, flat layer. You can't overlap. That You can't overlap, but he so, also pre-cooked them, which is dumb. Just use just non-cook them. Don't cook them. Don't cook my them proposal was that you shingle the the lasagna noodles, uh, which eventually turned into me just realizing that I think I just want regular pasta. Regular plate yeah. of pasta, all all heaped up together. Lasagna is cumbersome and uh, rarely done correctly. Anyway. I love a, a perfectly... Well, it doesn't even have to be perfect. Even a bad lasagna, I think, is decent. But like a great, a great lasagna is great. Chef John of foodwishes.com has the best <laughs> method for making a lasagna that I've ever seen, and it's so good, and I made it once, and it was incredible. Is that where you just order it from Olive Garden, and you get a perfect <laughs> That's little square? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You say, yeah, excuse uh, me, I need to be family, and then... <laughs> Olivia and I made a lasagna for Christmas, and it was the best. Lasagna is the only time... Where pasta should be crispy. Yeah, my, you want a little bit of crunch. I want a little bit of like where the crisp pasta, on the like, edge. I like I like a crunch in pasta when there's like breading, but I don't like like we'll get it when we talk about al dente. Bezzi. I don't like no even al dente is fine, but I don't like when the pasta when pasta that isn't lasagna 
the pasta itself is like but it's like dry crunchy and crumbly. Or, yeah, exactly. You're that, saying when it's like baked and it gets dry, like correct. crunchy on the side. I correct. see what you're saying. So yeah, you'd almost right. prefer you're not, you're a... not saying undercooked pasta. I, must, we had, I was about to be like, you know, it's crunchy right out of the box, but when you're in water, <laughs> cut to James just shotgunning penne oh, out of a oh, box. Olivia, Olivia eats dry pasta all the time. It's her favorite thing. Anytime we cook pasta, she munches down on a couple pieces, and it always sounds like her teeth are breaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's designed for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, then anyway. after the first layer of noodles, he puts a uh, layer of ricotta, and then he puts a layer of basil leaves, which is said in the show, but obviously doesn't seem like a very good way to go about it. It's putting an entire row of basil, like whole basil leaves. But again, my it. issue with this is it was said in the show, but the way it was said in the show made me think that it was just the one layer. one layer of basil at the under the top layer of cheese, which sounds good, but he was like, no, it's going to be three layers, and I guess he was following a recipe, but that's, it's way too much. One layer would be fine, and yeah, right. maybe bre- maybe crumble it up a little bit, break it up so it's not just a whole yeah. basil right. leaves. So the way he assembled it was there was this layer of ricotta, and then the layer of uh, basil leaves, and then a layer of mozzarella, and then he repeated a bunch, and then put a ton of parm on the top. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. I feel like you want, you want like a hint you want like a hint of basil in in your Italian cooking. You don't want a fucking confederacy of dunces of basil in your in your lasagna. Right. I so think this is been, I think it would be good. I think basil. I mean, basil can be a strong flavor, but I I mean, I think it would be fine having it be like what the one layer. But the three the layers one layer. is just too much. Yeah, one layer I would try. The three layers is yeah, maybe. To me. I still at the end he mentions this early on, and then when he cuts the lasagna, you see like a, a whole leaf come out, and it just like it just doesn't look very good. But yeah. the the chef John method that I've done that is amazing is you make a meat sauce, you make a cheese filling, and then you have noodles, and you do a four three two. So you have you divide your sauce into four, you design your noodles into three, you decide uh, divide your cheese sauce into two. So then what you do is you put the meat sauce on the bottom, then you mm-hmm. do a layer mm-hmm. of uh, noodles, mm-hmm. then you do a layer of cheese, and then you mm-hmm. do a layer of sauce, and then you mm-hmm. do a layer of noodles, and mm-hmm. then another sauce, mm-hmm. uh, cheese. Yeah, yeah, so it's it the uh, it makes you, you get it. It's the yeah. four the four sauce is like four throughout it, and then you have three, and then you only have two layers of the cheese sauce. Charlie, it sounds like cheese it's it sounds like you're essentially assembling a very large sandwich. That's right, yeah. I explained that in the worst way possible, but go watch his <laughs> video and you'll see it. But the thing that I think makes it great is it's the, the cheese filling is it's ricotta and then it's mozzarella and then it's parmesan and it's basil and it's uh, uh, parsley all mixed together. So it's just one big homogenous cheese filling. And James it's, is it looks not great. On board. Yeah, James, why aren't you on board? Just the ricotta. Ricotta stinks. Get it out of here. It doesn't need it. The, everything about, else, if you make the, that whole cheese mixture without ricotta, ooh, baby. What about delicious. cottage cheese? Are you use, yeah, are you using Cut, a cottage the f- in there? Ew, no. You're putting cottage cheese in your... Get out of here. Bro, you tell well, me a cottage so, made this cheese? Babish does that later on. Wait, so you would do a lasagna just with mozzarella and Parmesan? No yeah. ricotta? Yeah. No, you gotta oh, have something right. creamy in there. Yeah, Well, actually, Olivia's <laughs> Olivia's grandma's recipe has um, American cheese, which is insane, but was fucking delicious. It was so I mean, goddamn I'm, good. I'm, you're, and, you're getting and the mozzarella, there. Mozzarella, mozzarella is plenty creamy if you do it right. If, which means just put a bunch of it in there. It's fucking f- delicious. Trust me. It's fine. Yeah, Ricotta's just, ricotta's just, ugh, it's just too much. Well, I mean, as it's been firmly established on this podcast, you have horrible opinions. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm surprised you're even eating this white liquid garbage that you're, that you're talking this about. This is a here. white semi-solid. It is a gray area. Not for thank a, you. mixed up the way he said. 
No, but there's like an egg in there, and then it gets baked, and it becomes a solid. It's not. It's not a liquid. It's a. It's. It's a gray area. And I'm a hypocrite. We've established this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to hear, baby. Uh, are we? Do we want to talk really quickly about maybe like a Garfield Sopranos crossover where Garfield tries to eat Tony's lasagna and then gets garroted? Yeah, we do want to talk about that. Okay, well, that's my whole idea, and we can keep going if you guys want to. <laughs> you should write so, that spec script. It's So picture an episode, a regular episode of Garfield, and Garfield happens upon uh, Tony Soprano's uh, lasagna. He eats a bunch of it, and then uh, the Soprano family has him uh, brutally murdered, like really gruesomely. Like, it's really gross. And Odie's just like, uh, huh, huh? You know? It could have been fun if he put a layer of onion rings in the lasagna as an ode to the series finale. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Anyway. All right, so the next pasta he makes is a baked ziti, which James, again, has strong opinions about. Baked ziti stinks. <laughs> it's the worst of all the pastas. It be, I mean, granted, my um, my, uh, my People, opinion he, he, on this my opinion of this is based on, because I would say 99.9% of the times I've had baked ziti in my life have been at graduation parties. It is correct. rare baked ziti. Is in, but also, no restaurant, the only time you're ever eating it is out of the giant fucking tray. Correct. It's made for groups. And it, the reason it's made for groups is because it's not, no one puts a, a lot heat. of care into it. It's just, right. it's, it's just ziti with not enough sauce tossed into a thing, baked. Everything gets crunchy and dry, and it's not that good. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is cheap, so great. Now, here you go. You slop animals. Eat it up. Um, yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. You it, eat, you're wearing a bathing suit. You haven't dried enough. You know, it's just I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, you cover most of my thoughts. It's never it's never going to be something that I like. Because I, I'll see, especially during my grad party times, I would see people like load the hell up on the baked CD, and I'd be like, for what's why? What are you doing? Uh, give me the giant sub, baby. Give me the giant sub. I had like my grad party was just like a taco bar, basically. Oh, which was, which was pretty legit. Which was awesome. I like a taco just, bar. We just my mom just made a shit ton of ground beef, and then we you know you lay out all the the taco options, and people can do whatever they want. This was back when people were allowed to congregate, and you could. Mm-hmm. Conceivably, have a I'm salivating now just thinking about a yeah. taco. Bar we had a, we had a, we did um, for my great high school graduation. We did a whole hog, which was pretty legit. But did you really? Yeah, because we did it from my when my sister graduated high school. She was working for a restaurant in town, and the owner was like really nice. And he was like, "You want me to just I cook up a whole hog for you for my sister's graduation party?" Did that. It was awesome. Yeah, Fucking, you know, we had you know, so much goddamn meat. James, you know who else did a whole hog is uh, my freaking wife. <laughs> James, and then for my graduation did the same guy do it, but and it's he, me. It, I'm the hog. It poured rain the whole night, so the hog like it cooked fine, but not as well. So it was just like it was tough. It was delicious, yeah. but not yeah. It poured rain yeah. through my whole graduation party. Mm. Well. In the end, that's probably your fault for angering the gods. Um, yeah. What's next, Johnny? Do they have graduation parties for getting out of prison? <laughs> I was about. To, I was. I was keeping quiet through this part of the conversation. Uh, your boy had no kind of party. <laughs> it was more of an arrangement. Your boy got out <laughs> and got a job at Bed Bath and Beyond for the summer <laughs> because the court for structure. ordered him to. <laughs> <For> structure. <laughs> you had more of a graduation paper receiving. <laughs> that's right. I had a uh, list of friends that I couldn't see because they were bad influences. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, this. I have this note in here from this episode, and it says, uh, "Don't let your cheese piss." 
Yeah, because uh, the ricotta had like a it was it looked like a very watery no, no, part was, of his. Yeah, because his, it's a garbage no, no, no. cheese. He used he used low moisture full fat mozzarella because regular mozzarella. Oh yes, that's right. Lets lets a bunch of water out. So uh, if we if any of us gets a tattoo as a result of this show, I think I will probably get "Don't let your cheese piss." Right, and I'll just get uh, a photo of a Gringotts uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a circle and a line through it, and then uh, oh you boy, know, when you go back to prison, then you have a built-in friend group. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I will say, uh, James, I agree with all of your points about ZD. I do think that he kind of mitigates a lot of them, and he says like, "Don't under sauce," and he puts plenty of sauce. And sure. then I'm curious what you thought of his the second version that he makes with his the bechamel. His second version that looked insane. He changed to rigatoni. Good. He changed to rigatoni, right? Which is, I think, yeah. is a great move. M- much better. I will say, I think ZD is the pasta aside from like the weird specialty pastas. ZD is probably the pasta I've bought least in that I don't think I've ever bought ZD for myself. I also like the rigatoni choice because that's the name of the character. Tony Soprano. <laughs> I, I will sit in this I for will. so long. Yeah, I hate you so much. <laughs> um, let's take that from the top. Guys, how about rigatoni Soprano? You know what I mean? All right, yeah. No, his thing show. looked great. His <laughs> thing looked great. He did a bunch of stuff. Cubed. All, he uses all the... cottage cheese instead of ricotta, which I've had uh, a lasagna with cottage cheese instead of ricotta, and I thought I was going to hate it, and it's actually very good. The so I, is, I, if you, I'm all if on board just, with this. If you Hell just yeah. served me a bowl of it and didn't tell me this that right. the base you would was like cottage it. cheese, I would probably like it, but I would never be like, oh, I'm going to make this with cottage cheese. That's ridiculous. Right. Sure. The one you. thing he it's did also is much he, cheaper. Used, he used like a chunky sauce, and the sauce... Had a whole half like a whole tomato, tomato. A whole, tomato <laughs> a whole at least half, maybe possibly a full tomato that was not crushed or diced or anything. You could see uh, the, yeah, where the you could see it had the still where the stem was. But he just problem. left it alone. He acted. Oh, you could take that ch- right to an opera and throw it at them if it's not oh, good. I was so angry, so angry by that. Yeah, I, I also didn't like it. Uh, um, overall, though, these are two delightful pasta. Like I love. This type of Italian, like Italian American food, so good. Yeah, and yeah. again, I'm gonna eat all of it. But again, oh, yeah. with with big ziti, it's just I'm gonna eat it, and then I'm gonna be like, you know, that wasn't that great. Yeah, <laughs> after, go back I, to after I had two bowls, but uh, man, I love lasagna. I have this in my. This is my last note. Uh, it's I have uh, the cheese chick is a close cousin of the wine mom, because at some point I can't believe the way you take notes. I because well, we were talking about people who have cheat like liking cheese is like a whole big part of their personality. Yeah, but wh- but read what you said again. The cheese chick is a close cousin of the wine mom because I could see those two people buying a pillow that has. Oh, I see a, what you're saying now. Something embroidered on it about cheese or wine, like uh, oh, it's cheese o'clock. You know what I mean? Something that's like, right. not funny. He, he does say at one point he's like, and if you think this looks like. Too, too much cheese i'm gonna kindly ask you to leave which does That's sound like it it's something that could be on a pillow of like a mid <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like a terrible hat like like a whole fucking paragraph on a, on a trucker hat right. <laughs> it's like a 10 it's a 10 gallon cowboy hat to fix if you think this looks like too much cheese i'm going to kindly ask you to leave <laughs> it goes down onto the brim mm-hmm. yeah there is just a weird, there's a certain personality, which is, I really like cheese, and they think that that's interesting. 
Right. It's yeah we because can do better. everyone fucking likes cheese because cheese is the goddamn best. <laughs> um. <laughs> if you like the podcast. Uh, and honestly, why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. Please like and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to follow us for more content, we're at Gabby with Babbo on Twitter. We're Gabby with Babbo on Instagram. And if you want to send us emails with your questions, comments, queries, concerns, send them to Gabby with Babbo at gmail.com. We love you. Bye. Bye.